یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 11 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! Yeah! <laughs> we have finally made it to uh, our second, second 10. Uh, we are in episode 11 of our... Our, sec- our second decade of uh, yes. numbers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds totally like bullshit, but that's, well, that's what this podcast is. <laughs> It's fine. There's, there's not much non-bullshit here. <laughs> yes. Uh, how are you doing, Karan? I'm doing really well Kaushik uh it's been it's been a pretty good you know couple of weeks for for Indian basketball Absolutely we had the news of Satnam first and uh we also have something to celebrate but before we get to that I just wanted to um remind our listeners about the context in terms of where we are um it's the 10th of July today and we are at the end of in terms of NBA dates we are at the end of a extremely maniacal free agency which we'll probably talk about later but um, also wanted to give you a heads up that we will we will be talking to uh, a very special guest again today which we'll introduce in due time but we'll also touch on the uh, south asian basketball championships that india just won we'll talk about the free agency a little bit we have a we have an interesting little game as well which karan has absolutely no idea about i have so no clue what you're what you're plotting here <laughs> yes we'll see but um it's 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 a game for you the listener to play along as well so we'll we'll get to that as well but first off great great week for indian basketball we had the satnam news earlier and now we have the great news that india will actually be taking part in the fiba asia and because they have a one they have a put out a team and b <laughs> and b uh, won the south asian basketball championships so karan give us your recap of what happened in bangalore Yeah it's been a it's been a great week and and in Koshik's hometown of Bangalore yes uh, which unfortunately India. I uh, just the bad timing if it was one month earlier I would have been able to go watch it but... I, I mean from what I heard there were a lot of fans there which uh, which is awesome like good job our listeners in Bangalore and yes you know, yes Bangalore is a great like it's, it's slept on as a basketball is, city it it it, it 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 is a sneaky uh, good basketball city I yes. think for in India, yes. and I think uh, and and I'm gonna extend this challenge to other cities now. Bangalore fans really showed up to this event. Um, if your city is having a basketball event, whether it's a domestic one, whether it's international one, I mean obviously not every city can have international events. Bangalore has a pretty good arena, but find out where your local events are happening. Fo- follow us on. on facebook and follow you know other basketball uh, indian basketball websites and and uh, blogs and find out about these events and show up and and you know support support your local teams or support the national team yep the best in, part about most basketball events in india it's it's all free it's all free yeah. um you and and in bangalore this uh, last week people got to see some of the best players that india has yeah um obviously our uh, top players like satnam singh is He, he he's got something going on he's a little bit busy isn't he like he's, he's yeah, kind of he's got a job or something like he's, that he's he's he got a, he's got a kind of an important job uh he he just so happens to be the first indian citizen drafted in the nba no big deal yes of course he's <laughs> probably the the at, if they've not filled up anything yet he's probably the starting center for the dallas mavericks right now <laughs> he's probably <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, he's he, he'll be there. Uh, at least he'll hit the. Uh, he'll be better from the free throw line than DeAndre Jordan. So there's that. Yes. Um, and and uh, despite not having some of our top guys, uh, India did pretty well as we usually do against our neighbors. Uh, we played Nepal, Bhutan, Sri Lanka, Maldives, and uh, who was the fifth team? Um, Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Yeah. And we pretty much took care of business. I think we won every, every game by, I don't know, 40 or 50 or 60 points on average. And um, and we are we have now qualified for the FIBA Asia Championship, which is, I think, around the end of September. So this is all pretty good news. Hopefully, by the time the championship comes around, our top guys like Amjot Singh and Amrit Pal Singh, who are playing professionally in Japan, can come back to the team. And hopefully, Vishesh is healthy for this one. So, um, some spark of optimism, Kaushik, after after a tough few months in in Indian basketball. That's fantastic. All all that was needed was that these guys needed to be put on a court. That's it. And exactly. And they finally got a chance to do so. And um, normally, in such a situation where we don't have, I would say, top four four or five of our best players and it would have made it would have been difficult. But there was a system in place, and from what I heard that the Indian coaches who are currently taking charge of the team, uh, they practically implemented the same system that Scott Fleming had left behind. So uh, it's, it's great that they're continuing on that path and I hope that they train well and uh, put on a decent showing in, in, in China. Well, yeah, and one of, the, uh, one of the interesting things about this team was that they... Uh, uh, a lot of our senior guys are out. Are out. Uh, I think four or five players got their nephew. And uh, it, it it really opened the gates for the next generation. And I'm going to talk about the next generation today is uh, Mr. Sean Jayachandran, who is the founder of Crossover Basketball at Scholars Academy. They are an American uh, NGO. I and uh, but, but but Sean has roots in India. He's he's got roots in uh, Tamil Nadu, and he has been running this nonprofit. India for several years now, where he, uh, he comes with s- several other interested basketball coaches, and uh, they, they coach uh, they coach basketball to st- students in Chennai through, uh, and they use basketball as a vehicle for education. So their their main purpose is to help these kids have access to better educational opportunities. But they, they their vehicle is basketball, and it's it, it is the next generation that it, I know we started talking about. India's best players, but I think today we'll focus on um, something that's more on the grassroots. It's something that affects uh, the average, what could be the average Indian uh, basketball player who just plays it for fun, but could use, maybe they don't become anything big with the game, but maybe they could use the game for bigger or better things. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Here we are, Mr. Sean Jayachandran. Sean, uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, early, uh, early in the morning. How are you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm doing great this morning. Uh, has it been busy for you early? Do you guys start the, the coaching early over there? Uh, we don't necessarily start coaching early, but we do start our days early. Um, you know, half of the days during our trip, we're here trying to do um, school visits uh, to learn more about the education system and the challenges a lot of our students will face. In addition, we try and make other site visits uh, so that we are best able to, as a team, to understand the cultural and uh, societal 
conditions surrounding our students, the game of basketball in India, and how we can fuse the two to impact change. So, Sean, you are in uh, Chennai right now, and which school are you guys working with, or, or, or is it a number of schools? That's a great question. So, um, first of all, we are working at the American International School, using that as our location. Okay. Whereas, uh, however, we have roughly 30 different classrooms uh, with us daily. Okay. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, what Crossover Basketball is, uh, your, your, your mission for, for this project. I mean, this is something that I, I, you do pretty much pro bono. And, um, and, and, and who all is involved in it with you? That's uh, great. I would love to. <laughs> the, the basis of it is Crossover Basketball is is an impact education program that looks to impact the low education rates in India through the use of basketball as a vehicle of change. And so this includes us having basketball sessions, classroom sessions, conditioning, and yoga. And therefore, we can impart the ideas and values of leadership, character, teamwork, and communication into the community. This goal of inspiring and preparing students to continue their educational pursuits through graduation is how we envision empowering families to go beyond the idea of being a less poor rickshaw driver or a less poor house servant and eventually having the hope and therefore the choice to pursue their dreams and, uh, and their choice of careers. So, Sean, where are the, the, the kids from? Uh, what sort of backgrounds do they have who, who participate in this program? This year, over 95% of our children come to us from government or marginalized or orphan schools. And therefore, most of our students come from families making under 150 rupees a day. Okay. These are the... Uh, the opposite of wealthy families, these okay. are children who may not typically have this opportunity and basketball is a fantastic vehicle to impact uh, anybody in my eyes, but especially those uh, the further down the socioeconomic pyramid. Now, and how have you been able to motivate these kids and more importantly, maybe the parents or the teachers to give space for basketball? Because, you know, I think in a lot, a lot of these situations for kids... It's almost, uh, if you come from a tougher situation, something like a sport is looked as as a distraction and not as a vehicle for learning or improving oneself. This is true. Uh, and it's a challenge that we have undertook over the past few years. And as our program has continued to show results, uh, that has become easier to, to really work with. Uh, the motivation of children is inherently uh, beautiful and easy, actually. We have such an amazing faculty that year in and year out uh, that they look to connect. And we, always, we speak a lot about meeting the kids where they are and then being able to lead them to where we want them to go. And at the end of the day, these are kids and children. And what's beautiful is that, uh, what's beautiful and sad at the same time is that they want someone to play with them. They mm. want people to engage with them. And 
therefore, they also don't receive that kind of attention often in life. So the motivation to work with the kids and the motivation from the kids themselves is actually fairly simple because this is something that they don't typically receive and they're excited to see that people, whether it's foreigners or domestic, want to play with them and, and play is such an important part. As, when it comes to parents, we really do push on our, our teacher counterparts that are bringing their classrooms to the program to be that communication device for us as we share that this is important because it's going to impact our education. Uh, a lot of parents are, are day laborers and therefore if we actually have their kids for a few more hours, they're able to work for a few more hours. Hmm. The other part is that we're able again to turn to our faculty and show that we have volunteers from that attend Harvard or Princeton or Davidson or Tufts or you know Arizona State or University of Maryland and therefore these are all young men and women that are attending great great university settings and and play basketball and have used basketball to springboard them into those situations. Sean, this is a beautiful thing that you're doing and I'm, I can imagine that it's incredibly hard to have set it up in the first place. Uh, so I wanted to know a little bit more of what motivated you to get into this project and how did Crossover come about um, from your idea to what it is today? Sure. Uh, I often tell people that if I knew all of the challenges and tweaks that would have gone into making Crossover five years ago, there's a good chance I never would have started. <laughs> there's a beautiful, there's a beauty to being naive and in this case I think it, it totally exists. So I started, when I began this, I started looking at how basketball is approached and was looking to be approached in India at that time, about five years ago. And I also started playing with the ideas of the fact that India is a country that values education. It's a country that is known internationally for education. And uh, as well, personally, I know that I fuse athletics and education all the time in my career as an educator. And then there was the last piece of wanting to connect with something back with my heritage and roots. Yeah. Um, my, my father's great. He's a huge sportsman and uh, has always allowed us to pursue playing sports. And then on the other hand, my mom uh, was fortunate as someone who was raised in an orphanage to actually have someone scholarship her to university and that's a hundred percent a rarity in India for someone in that uh, starting point to be to have that opportunity and someone had blessed us that way so when I was combining these ideas we came up with the idea of crossover and how it could actually work and again looking at the Indian American community the initial idea was this shouldn't be too hard to go out to the community and speak with people and say we can find a um, hundred families to give us a thousand dollars each and we'd be off to the races and we'd be able to do things right away. However, that just wasn't the case. Um, this, the concept still of combining athletics and education is something that didn't quite, it's still, you know, a, a strong stretch in the Indian American community and the Indian community. 
And so it took us a little bit longer to to start to put together a little bit of funding. And uh, in 2012, myself and two other volunteers, uh, Neha Contractor and a gentleman named Eric Obasaker, who at the time was still a basketball player at the College of the Holy Cross, a Division I school. Uh, we came over to Chennai and we piloted a program with 45 kids. And from that, we were able to start to document pieces that worked. We were able to start to develop a strong curriculum and, and move it forward. And so over the last two years, we've had over 400 children each. And wow. um, now the only thing that's really constraints are actually um, the detail points where uh, funding is clearly one of them, but the other parts are just having uh, more connection with the educators so that they can figure out transportation issues ahead of time or, or how to get their kids. It's not that we don't have a list of people wanting to join. It's really that we have uh, just those semantics that are getting in the way, which uh, as you grow, those are pieces that we start to look at and engage and are able to do more as well. Sean, tell me a little bit about your own... Um, I think you used to be a basketball coach or you still are a basketball coach uh, back yeah. in uh, at the high school that you teach at? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. So, so how, how did you get into the sport and uh, and what kind of what made you so passionate about it? Sure. So, I grew up being a soccer or football kid, pretty pretty strong. I mean, I was playing it all 12 months of the year with different teams and my father was a coach. Uh, for me for a lot for some of those years um, as I got to be about 13 I uh, unfortunately encountered a coach who uh, was pretty straightforward and blatant about the fact that he really didn't believe that um, a, a brown kid should be on his team and that mm. we would be soccer players and and wow. that happens in life uh, and so I started thinking I wanted to remain athletic and what sports really were were less discriminatory in that sense. And so I actually, you know, came across basketball and started and really started to look at basketball. So I, I came about it at, a, at an older age than the typical hmm. basketball person. As that happened um, right before 11th grade, my family moved to the U.S. from Canada and... I was fortunate enough to have a coach by the name of Bill Sweet, and uh, while Coach Sweet isn't a household name, he played his entire college career under John Wooden, mm. uh, wow. that the most household name in basketball. Mm -hmm. And so everything that I learned in eleventh and twelfth grade was was Coach Wooden and what Coach Wooden would say and expect and how he handled. And Coach Sweet transferred all of that to us, and it was amazing. So and and you're passing that on now. In Chennai, I, to these I, kids. I truly, I truly hope that I'm passing a lot of this on to, awesome. to our students. Uh, the, the idea that success is not measured by wins and losses, but by accomplishing as much as you can with the ability you have. Um, concepts such as that that are not the same as win at all costs, but in fact, the basketball is a game that teaches character and leadership and and teamwork and prepares you for much more than just a basketball career, but for a, a successful life as a human being. Mm. Um, and Sean, uh, uh, tell, tell me a little bit about the, the group of people who are here with you. I think 
uh, you've had, uh, apart from the, the volunteers that you named, the, the list of volunteers grows and has been growing, has been going diverse, I think, every year. You guys had Varun Ram, who's an Indian origin player, plays for Maryland. And I think mm-hmm. this year you have Sai Tumala, who plays for uh, Arizona, or used to play for Arizona. I'm not, I'm sure. not sure if he's, if, is he still uh, on the team? Is he still on in college? Sure, sure. Um, we actually, um, I think I joke around a bit that we, we might have one of the best uh, basketball teams in India at this time. <laughs> where, where we have... There should um, be a crossover volunteer team, you know, that shows up to the Indian national tournaments. Be it, great. it would be amazing. <laughs> um, so uh, this year alone, you're right, uh, we've had, we had Varun Ram. This is his second year coming. He's a point guard at University of Maryland. We have uh, Sai Tumala, who just graduated from Arizona State, but mm. will be doing a graduate year at the University of Hawaii next year. Okay. So he has one more year of eligibility, still Division One. We have Sai's sister, Shilpa okay. Tumala. And Shilpa is um, one of only two Indian American uh, girls who are playing Division One basketball. Wow. And she should certainly That's be celebrated. Um, and she plays at Harvard. So doubly celebrated. I know that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> and then we also that's fantastic. Go ahead. Oh no, no I'm just and saying then we, yeah. and then we also have Kieran Shastri and AJ Matthew who both are at Chaminade University. AJ just graduated. Kieran is still in school and so <clears throat> our starting five is pretty good. And that's that, that's fantastic for um, young Indians to see that because I think for for the longest time a lot of Indians like Back, back in India, we believe that, you know, uh, people who look like us could not be that good at the sport. But then to see people who look like us, who are from our roots, uh, just, just through, you know, certain opportunities they had and uh, certain disciplines and the coaching, they, they made it to a certain level. So it, it must be encouraging for these young kids. It, it is wonderful. And uh, we've brought, you know, uh, wonderful student athletes over the last few years, um, including Jonah Travis, who went to Harvard. Varun's been here. But there is a shift also when we are able to start to highlight how that there are Indians, Indian Americans also playing the game. Yeah. And it's not just, and that we're able to do it at a, at a highly competitive level, level mm-hmm. and a very athletic level. And that is something that. Uh, that cultural root connection is wonderful to see, as well as providing our students with the diversity of seeing mm. African American students, white students, mm-hmm. uh, and and how that interacts. Uh, you know, our students. We have a, a young man named R.J. Pierce, who's from Princeton University and plays American football there as a linebacker. But mm. as an African American in Chennai, and especially with this demographic, our children have been fascinated. <laughs> by his skin tone, his hair, um, uh, and, you know, wanting to connect with him because they've never seen somebody like him in person. And even that cultural exchange is so important to, the, to, to any student's development that, you know, all of these are real people and they're not just these stories that you hear about in, in a newspaper or on TV. And I think you guys also had um, Utkar Shambhutkar, who is an... Uh, Indian American actor, and if you guys, yes. uh, if you guys are fans of the Mindy Project, like my wife is, uh, <laughs> he, he he played uh, Mindy's brother, and he's hilarious in that show. 
He's in, he's in a couple other movies. So, and what, what what made that connection happen? How did you guys get Utkarsh to come? And how did you, you know, get to know him? You know, it's fantastic. Um, Utkarsh is absolutely phenomenal. And uh, we're really excited to have him here. And, and he's passionate about our project. He, uh, about eight months ago, about he saw a tweet or a few tweets that had involved crossover basketball. And he decided to connect and, um, and he, I woke up one morning and, and Utkarsh had followed all of our social media <laughs> sites and I kind of started looking at it myself going, is this real? Uh, and so, you know, we quickly refollowed him on everything and, uh, and then reached out and just said, you know, thanks for the follow, you know, we'd love to hear about you want to, if you want to get involved and he was taken right away. He said, this is exactly the type of thing. And we, we got on the phone and we, we, we spoke. And it really did speak to him about, again, he's a huge basketball guy. Okay. And he was saying, like, this is exactly what we're talking about when he wants to talk about projects to impact um, the world and, and, uh, and his cultural roots. But he, it's, it's now a lot of Indian Americans are, are connecting with our program and the fact that it is a way to connect with India back through things that we're passionate about and, uh, and you know, not just through the lens of our parents, which is fantastic, but it is through a different lens and, and it's, we're able to make this more tangible connection. So Utkarsh has been fantastic. He's been with us all week. Um, he just finished filming Barbershop 3. Awesome. Uh, you know, he's... And so I was kind of chuckling that he went from hanging out with Common and Ice Cube instead of the entertainer <laughs> to hanging out with us here in Chennai. <laughs> and that's got to be such a shift. But he's, he has been amazing. You know, he's, he's here. He wants to work every day. He was just up until um, 2 a.m. last night with Sai Tumala and myself and him and Sai working on uh, video documentation of the program and how does that look? Um, and, and you know, he's being just as he wants to mentor. He wants to connect with these kids. Uh, he's fantastic with the youth. He wants to go on the school visits. There's zero about him that's uh, that's big timing or Hollywood. Anyone he's when people recognize him, mm. he's more than happy to to, to oblige and, and to sign an autograph or take a picture and when the majority of our students don't recognize him, it doesn't bother him either way as well. He's not, he doesn't feel he should get any special treatment or anything like that. He's just here to learn, to, to be part of the conversation. And, um, and he, he's, he's an outstanding, outstanding guy. And, um, you know, we're, we're really excited. We're very fortunate to have him with us as well. Fantastic, Sean. Uh, now, of course, basketball has taught me a lot of things uh, in terms of life lessons and how to approach certain situations. And I and I strongly believe that it is a great education tool. So I, I wanted to know a little bit about what you thought um, in in choosing basketball as a as a mode to enhance education and how, how did that come about and what what are your opinions on the Indian education system? How they've received it and what they do wrong, how, um, what you are trying to do can make education in India better. It's a loaded question, but I, I'd love to poke your brains about this. Absolutely. That's a, a 100% a loaded question. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll start with the first part. 
uh, basketball is completely a sport that's designed for a country like India. It requires very minimal space, requires one ball for 10 kids in a half-court setting. Um, there's, you know, and in a country that's as densely populated as India, this is the game that should really be the dominant factor. It doesn't require a large size. It doesn't require a lot of equipment. And it's fast-paced. It's engaging. And, um, and so, you know, besides my love of basketball, I think that that also really played a factor as we were thinking and designing this idea. Um, so we crossover really focuses on four pillars uh, that we look at and try to impart to our kids. We talk about leadership, teamwork, character, and communication. And with those, we teach them how it both applies on the basketball court and in with your teammates, and then back how all those four qualities still apply in a classroom setting, that you should be a leader in your classroom and in your community, that you should be have high character in how you pursue it, um, especially with the challenges of the Indian education system. Uh, you know, character is one that could easily be slipped if everyone's competing for the top marks, um, teamwork, communication, how all those play into it. Um, and there's, there's a, a host of criticisms that can be relayed to the, um, you know, about Indian, the state of current Indian education. But uh, for us, the big numbers were that less than 10% of children will graduate from high school, less than 40% go on to even attend high school or secondary school. And so those numbers really are our buzzwords in our minds. You know, India is a country known for education, and yet only one in ten kids are are graduating. And so, what does that mm. say? Um, and the other big numbers that stand out is nearly twenty percent of the global youth population is here in India. Yep. So, if ninety percent of that twenty percent, or eighteen kids out of every hundred in the world, are uneducated and living in India. What does that say about the future buying power of economies? What does that say for the future structure of India as it barrels forward at such a rapid pace? Mm. Uh, our, our, you know, so we wanted to to start a solution and be part of a solution, and and it's the wonders of working with this amazing team that's here in Crossover. We have these conversations and we speak about how Crossover is a solution, but not the solution. We're not the silver bullet, but we are a part of making uh, of making change and of creating a system. And at the same time, we get to do it using something we love and we're passionate about, which is basketball, which resonates really well with with students in multiple fashions because it is a game that's pretty uh, that's fairly athletic and has different skills. But at the same time, it's also a game that both boys and girls often have not been exposed to yet and therefore you don't fall into typical gender roles and uh, and girls are accepted and learn the game often faster than the boys do and um, and so therefore we're creating these gender equality lines at the same time which is such a, a hot buzz topic in India as well yeah. and so able to, to cross touch so many platforms and, and our follow up is that you know, we follow up with the teachers with lesson plans and curriculums um, once every few weeks so that these 
four pillars, leadership, character, teamwork, communication, keep being put back into the classroom and in a tangible way that they understand. Uh, and then the last part of it is that you know we're building towards having a fellowship program where recent university graduates, both Indian and American, can stay in a city like Chennai for the year and therefore have weekly or bi-weekly follow-up visits with our kids and play with them and therefore really further sustain our impact uh, in, in a much larger setting that's going year-round. Uh, and so as we do that, then we're going to be able to replicate and do more in, in more cities in India um, as those pieces fall into place, as businesses start to want to connect and sponsor our program uh, because while we don't show those immediate results, we can't show a smiling child with a diploma, you know, in in just a few weeks. But mm -hmm. long-term impact is much more important than in, in our eyes than showing somebody who made, who a family who got to make 100 extra rupees in a month. True. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you a little more about the future plans that you have for Crossover. You touched upon a little bit. Uh, can you tell us any uh, more about what you have in mind going forward? Sure. So we really do want to uh, create a year-long program here where there are crossover fellows that um, live in a city and are following up with the, the children at least once a week, but once every two weeks to play and to check their marks and their attendance in schools and, again, to start collecting a lot more metrics in what we do. Uh, from that, the the long-term goal is to start try and put actual crossover academies or tuition-free schools in each city, where um, where that that combination of academics and athletics is encouraged to build rounded, um, good character, good citizen human beings that are going to help India, um, whether they turn into being fantastic uh, professional level basketball players or not would be, you know, would be to, to be seen. But if they're allowed this constant exposure, I think we're going to start seeing a boom in pot, not just popularity to the game, but the talent level. Hmm. Um, currently, the Indian structure from my outside observations is that, you know, certain children are selected at a, at a younger age and then we build these teams and then, um, we bring in these top coaches and these great coaches like Coach Fleming and, and Nat at the national level. But the, the levels that build up to it, the youth development program, doesn't seem to encourage this growth mindset or this teaching of the game for the sake of teaching the game. But there's a lot more competitive value. And so you start hearing all these stories of a 19-year-old playing in a 16-year-old league or a 22-year-old playing in a 19-year-old league. Um, and, and at that level, while wins are great and they're important, and I'm, I'm very competitive myself as a coach, at the same time, it's really about the development of your players and, um, and where that's going to look and the development of them as athletes, the development of them as people, the development of them as future leaders in this country. They all have to be tied together or we're missing the point of, of athletics in the bigger picture of the world. Excellent. Um, Sean, I just wanted to thank you for your time. Uh, I think you're doing a really beautiful thing with what you hope to achieve with Crossover Academy and I wish you absolutely all the luck and all the goodness in the world 
because uh, nobody deserves it more. Sean, thank oh. you, thank you so much for joining. I mean, you're clearly so passionate about your project, and uh, it just shows with the time you've given to to these kids in India and your whole team. So, uh, please pass on our uh, our good wishes to everyone who's here with you uh, for crossover. Sure, sure. We're we're very excited. Thank you guys for what you do for Indian basketball. I think. Um, and, and being open to listening to voices like ours that aren't the, the necessarily the popular voices in India, and we're we're excited. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things in the works that I don't want to to get ahead of myself and speak of yet. But we've <laughs> got a lot of things going on that that uh, that are going to do some more big things and, and impact change, and hopefully even impact youth development of basketball on a, on a greater scale in India. That's fantastic, Sean. We're looking forward to. Uh like a bigger effect of crossover on, on grassroots basketball in India. Fantastic. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, Sean. Take care. Uh, so that was uh, Sean Jayachandran, who uh, spoke to us from Chennai, woke up early in the morning for this conversation, and um, he will now go to a day of coaching and spreading education. Talking about John, talking about John Wooden to to kids from low-income families in India, which is amazing. That's fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's the effect that he's having on these kids' lives and generally improving uh, how a certain economic um, segment of kids. Uh, I think it, it's really beautiful, and uh, it's it's amazing that you know he he does this like you said on an almost pro bono basis. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, I mean, in India, most of our top players have actually come from low-income household backgrounds. It's not... I know among um, the more urban middle-class and upper-middle-class kids, it's kind of fashionable and quote-unquote cool to be into the NBA and basketball. Yep. But but those aren't, uh, those, those aren't the same people who make the sacrifice to then... Because the lifestyle is a struggle for, for, the, for them. It, it, it's... It's very challenging to follow a basketball dream in India, whereas kids who come from low-income households, it's they they don't have a choice. They don't they they don't have the the luxury of choosing between oh should I play basketball or should I go uh, pursue you know a business degree. Like they 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 have to stick with what they're good at, and um, and that's how I mean for example the three uh, three men three young Indian men who are playing professionally abroad right now. Or who have those contracts have all come from small village towns, low-income households in Punjab, and um, so I'm, I'm hoping uh, pro- not just crossover itself, but projects like that who work with grassroots can spawn more of that, and you know, kind of eventually help, not necessarily find the next Satnam Singh, but bas- but basically make basketball more and more, you know, a normal thing in India, just spread it around. Yes, and and in the process generate. Um, better kids make better people and that that's just uh, it, it touches me at a different level um so let's uh, zoom out a bit again kaushik uh, yep. th- there's something when we started this podcast we forgot to mention another bit of good news since uh, you know we, we were in a usually these podcasts can kind of get negative when we talk about indian basketball but yes. this has <laughs> been a good week we're feeling good and the other news that you reminded me of recently was the fact that uh, Francisco Garcia, Indian women's uh, basketball national team coach who coaches our senior women's team, who coached our senior women's team for two years, uh, led us to our first ever uh, victory in level one of FIBA Asia Championship. 
he had left India. His contract ended and while BFI was a mess, they left. Uh, he, he left, the strength coach left, Scott Fleming, the men's coach left. But Francisco Garcia is coming back. He's going back to India this month, actually this week. And he has been rehired by the BFI for several more months as India, India's women uh, prepare for the, the 2015 FIBA Asia Championship. So we will not need to start all over again with a new coach. We have the same guy coming back. And it's good. Like, I'm, I'm feeling very confident about it because I think there'll be a, a new motivation now for, for both Garcia and the girls. Absolutely. And I think that the fact that we stress on continuously is that these these players should have the continuity and should benefit from this continuity. And it's it's amazing that not only will they go play in that tournament, but we will, they will play with the same system that they've been um, they've been learning for the past two years and I think that the women's team has a chance to do something really amazing. For sure, for sure. Um, let's let's zoom out a little more and talk about... Zooming out uh, even more? Yeah, okay. zooming out even more because... That's when are we going to play this this mysterious trivia game that you're talking about? Oh, are you know, saving that for the end? Oh, you know what? Uh, let, let, let's save that for the end. But I just wanted okay, okay, fair to enough. get... I just wanted to get your... Um, Thoughts on a couple of other big things that have been happening in the NBA. Um, for oh, those, great, great. For, for those who listen to our podcast, not only for the Indian basketball scene, but also to um, have a couple of um, NBA mad guys talk about the game, because I, I'd listen to that even if uh, even if I don't know who these people are, if two people are talking about hoops, I'd just listen to that. So if you're doing that for our sake, um, he, he, you, you'll probably love um, this next segment. So... Karan, did you did you read about the emoji war? Oh my God, has there <laughs> been a crazier day in just a weirder day in, in the NBA than the entire emoji war? It was so cool. Like I I actually used I never use emojis. I'm an I'm an old fart, but I <laughs> I had to use emojis a couple of times just to kind of throw my name into the into the ring of this emoji war. It was great. What's but, your favorite emoji? My favorite emoji is uh, the fire emoji. And ah. uh, and the uh, and the guy in the turban emoji. Because, <laughs> the Satnam emoji. Because, because the, the Satnam emoji. I have the Satnam emoji out, guys. I'm trademarking that. It's a crown for king, and the and the and the, the turban one. And here's another thing I discovered that on the new uh, on the new phones you can actually like choose the skin color of your guy yes. in the emoji. Yes. So which is hilarious. <laughs> like you can actually do that. So so I had like. Hopefully, a creamish brown guy that is closer to Satnam's skin color. Just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. My, my favorite emoji is the poop emoji because no, I, I, I want to know what goes on behind the creators of these emojis. The smile that the poop emoji dude has is just, just gets me every time. <laughs> It's it's uh, it's a bunch of weird Japanese dudes. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about weird dudes. Did you? Uh, sorry, but how shocking is the fact that DeAndre is now back with the Clippers? Like, I did not see that coming at all. Absolutely. Uh, it's, I think it's extremely unprecedented that somebody goes back on their word like this. Uh, I found it very unprofessional. Like, I enjoyed the fact that it was really hilarious. The whole emoji war and how Blake Griffin tweeted out a picture of a chair being blocking the floor and <laughs> yeah 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 it, it's funny but uh, to think that a what a billion dollar enterprise like the nba can have such it's childish insane. games uh, it, it's it's kind of um, unprofessional in my opinion but uh, i i guess that if it's not technically on paper he is still allowed to change his mind yeah yeah but uh, mark cuban is probably pissed right M- mark cuban is mad and uh 
there's there's so many of these characters that show up you know like chris paul to cut short his banana boat holiday with uh, yes but by the way do you see the photograph of chris paul carmelo anthony Dwayne Wade and and lebron james having the the most you know the most baller uh, round of of wine ever absolutely absolutely <laughs> It was begging for an entourage basketball edition to be made. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, it's it's unbelievable. Um, let, let's talk about some of the other big free agency names, though. The machine that is the Spurs. Are they are the they Spurs back? Win. Are, the are Spurs they, win. Are they the favorites? I I must say that if if they're healthy, they're favorites. But the reason I say if they're healthy is because no matter how loaded the front court get gets, the engine is still Tony Parker. Yes, and and it was I felt uh, when they lost to the Clippers in seven, Tony Parker was a shell of himself. If, if Paddy Mills was a more important player in that series than Tony Parker was. Yep. And if and if uh, I mean Parker is obviously not going to be how good uh, like he was two or three years ago, but if he can be six seventy percent of that, I think they are champions. But they need that. They need Parker to keep the the, the show humming. Uh, Paddy Mills is a decent backup. They also got Dre McCallum from Sacramento for next to nothing. Yep. And uh, how how did the Spurs do it? Like Lamarcus Aldridge, Kawhi Leonard, the, Tim Duncan, and David West, for, who gave up eleven million dollars. Like it's it's unreal. Yep. The, the Spurs are sexy now. Free agents are coming to the Spurs. It's like it's come a whole circle. From uh, they can build teams. They can now. Uh, reload teams they can they can do everything and it, i'm i'm looking forward to seeing um, aldridge play for the spurs mostly because i think that uh, we're seeing the sneaky beginnings of popovich going back to how uh, to to a two big lineup and using the post effectively mm-hmm. because i don't think there are people who can really defend post that well because everyone's yeah. following the everyone's getting small ball. Ball. yeah uh, and in theory, you could see how Cavs tried to hurt them with uh, Mozgov and LeBron posting mm-hmm. up all the time. So I think that maybe this will start a template of uh, un- unsmalling the small ball. So I'm looking forward to that as a basketball nerd. And it's it's fantastic because uh, Kawhi Leonard can defend, I would say, one to four. Yes. Uh, David West can defend the post positions. And Boris Diaw is still around. Like he's, you know, if he's your fourth or fifth best big you know that's a dangerous team. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Clippers who made the bit hoopla about getting back DeAndre Jordan, their third best big is Big Baby Davis. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, they're, it, it's... Uh, I know the league is getting small, but you're right. Uh, it, the big guys can still run the show. Yeah. Which, um, which makes me hopeful that uh, the teams which will... which have... Uh, the, the the best bigs guys like Demarcus Cousins are gonna make a very valuable contribution. Anthony Davis is uh, maybe a year or two away from being MVP. So um, it's it's an interesting time in the NBA. Absolutely. Any other free agent moves that you liked, disliked? Um, Miami keep on you know also chugging along and doing pretty well for themselves. Uh, they had a pretty good offseason and then they, they re-signed all the guys and they got Gerald Green, who's mm-hmm. a sneaky good signing, I think. Yep. Um, what, what about you? Any, any, anyone coming to mind? Yeah, Lou Williams to Lakers, baby. <laughs> Lou Williams to Lakers, is, is he your savior? You guys have six guards now, don't you? Yes. Uh, between Lou Williams, Kobe Bryant and Nick Young, if they share the floor, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> I, I feel uh, your, your rookie PG is going to have 
some drama the first <laughs> first few months. Like, Nick Young has to go. I'm sorry. Do, do you think Nick Young stays? Do you think Nick Young goes? He's he may be the odd one out here, right? Yeah, I think I think he's definitely going. Uh, I'm not sure they were very enthused with how he played last season, and mm-hmm. uh, they've been dangling him in trades as far as I can see reports. So I think um, over the course of the season, if not before the season starts, uh, I'm sure by the time the season ends, he's not going to be a Laker. But let's not talk about depressing teams. There needs to be a team uh, that adds these indiscriminate uh, shooting guards who think they are really good but are actually not in the same team. So I'm going to get Nick Young, J.R. Smith, and Dion Waiters in the wow. same team. Wow. Just to see what happens. <laughs> JR, by the way, is a free agent, I think. I don't think JR has been signed by anyone yet. So Not yet. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Go so you, your Knicks have been doing fairly okay, though. I think they had a fairly good disaster recovery uh, plan in place. The, the Knicks have uh, role players now. And, and yeah, that's about it. The Knicks have a bunch <laughs> of role players. That, that's better than last season. <laughs> if Carmelo Anthony is healthy, and because the East is so shit, the Knicks could, you know, I don't know, roll into sixth or seventh place in the Eastern Conference. Yep. Uh, did, did you like the Did you like the Latvian rap song about Kristaps posing? <laughs> the Latvian rap song about Kristaps is great, and uh, and uh, I think Sh- should, shouldn't be, we shouldn't we make one beer, in Punjabi about? Uh, I was just gonna say that Indabir <laughs> Gill, who uh, is a is an uh, Indian American basketball player, I think he's. He's coaching in India these days. Mm-hmm. He tweeted uh, that that I think someone needs to uh, write, write write the Punjabi rap, and I think he tweeted to Yo Yo. <laughs> Brilliant! It'll be, it'll be great if we have a Yo Yo song about. <laughs> I, I I I doubt the Honey Singh is a Hoop Darshan listener, but if someone can get to him, yeah, <laughs> let him know. Otherwise, otherwise we can make do with TJ Sahi or someone. He's also got a rap we'll, we'll game. We'll make do with TJ Sahi. You know, Hani Singh actually, uh, I, I think he he made a YouTube comment about the the turban fiasco that happened uh, last year when Amritpal and Amjot were asked to remove the uh, the turbans yep, yep. at the FIBA tournament. So Hani Singh has uh, also had, I think he, he brought that up to his his audience. So so he has dabbled his feet into Indian basketball. That that's just great. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has officially gone nuts talking about honey singh. <laughs> it's hey, it's 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 it, hashtag India basketball. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, cool. So let let's end this episode with uh, with that game that I've been uh, hiding and teasing all along. Uh, so it's pretty simple. Okay, let's try to do this every week. I have a list of players that are connected by something in particular, and okay. I'll. And you have no idea about it till I actually reveal it to you on the episode, all right? And, okay. And this is for you guys too, uh, who are who's listening. You can play along. I'll have a two-minute timer, and I'll give you what connects these guys. You'll have to name okay. as as many people as possible. Okay. Okay. And and if you, I, I think I have about fifteen or sixteen guys here. If you get more than say twelve or thirteen, then okay. then you're awesome. Otherwise, you're okay. you're the poop emoji. Okay, I'm the poop emoji. Uh, how many guys are you gonna tell me bef- be- as a before I, f- I can start guessing? No, you you can start the moment I reveal what is the topic, and I'll, oh, I'll, okay, I'll, okay, I'll start okay. the timer, and I'll I'll keep going whether. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, yes okay, or no. Fine. And uh, okay. when when you're stalling and you don't have an idea, I'll start giving you hints. Okay. 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 Fantastic. Okay. Cool. This is a really easy one to begin with. This these will get tougher by the episode. So. Okay. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let me just set up a timer. All right. Oh shoot! You have a timer. <laughs> okay. Cool. So the topic for this week is: Can you name 
every member of the 2009 championship Lakers team. I'm I'm making a total homer pick here because, of course, I'm a uh, Lakers fan. But uh, your time starts. Yeah, you you got something. Okay. No, no, okay, and, and of course, no Google anybody. Yeah, Do absolutely. Do not Google this. Absolutely. Uh, okay. If you well, Google, you are, you are the poop emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when do we start? You can start now. Kobe Bryant, Andrew Bynum, Paul Gasol, Lamar Odom, mm-hmm. Derek Fisher. Yep. Uh, Sun Yue. Yes, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, I got that. DJ Mabenga was on this team or was he not? Yes, yes, he was. Okay. Oh... Now we are talking. Was yes. was Sasha Vujicic on this team? Yes, he was the machine. Was Vlad Rad on this team? Absolutely. Wow, okay. man, you're quite quite a bit of the hoops nerd. You got nine uh, right. I got nine right. Yep. Oh man. Now what do we do? I, I'm I'm missing someone who was like straight up very obvious and kind of had a. No, I think you've got the obvious ones right. Um, you uh, you've missed the backup point guard. Who's... Jordan Farmer. Absolutely. Yep. Jordan yeah. Farmer. Uh, you uh, you missed the only th- only hint of like pure athleticism that that team had. The the only thing he could do was dunk. Uh, was Gerald Green on this team? No, no, he wasn't. Oh wait, this is 2009, right? Trevor yeah. Ariza was on this team. Trevor Ariza was on this team, but I wasn't referring yeah. to him. Uh, okay, so so we have that too. Yep, yeah, we've got um, we've got 11. Okay, 11 now. How many do I have to name? Do I have to name all 15? You can try to name as many as possible. You have 40, <laughs> 40, 45 seconds left. Um. Who's who's the athletic guy on this team? Uh, can you give me a hint about this guy? Uh, he took part in a dunk contest and he was absolutely terrible at it. Oh. Man. Okay, I'll give I'll give you a clue for another guy. Uh, okay. Great dude in college, but an absolute bust in the NBA. He has is the bril- most brilliant hair. Adam Morrison. Absolutely. Uh, Adam Morrison got a championship ring. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And I think you're you're missing two guys, son of a son of a legend. Uh Luke Walton. Yep. And uh, you you're missing two guys, one backup power forward and backup shooting guard. Uh backup power forward and backup shooting guard. Three, uh, two, one. Bam! Yeah, time's up. You missed uh, you missed Shannon Brown. That's the Shannon Brown. Guy. Okay. Yeah. And you miss Josh Powell. Okay. I don't. I have I have no problems with missing those guys. That's fine. Yeah. And you also miss you also miss Chris Mim. Who I I'm seeing for the first time here. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that this is a fairly memorable team because you know obviously the starting five is well known. Yep. Uh, but but I knew Sun Yue because of working in China. Yeah. Like Sun Yue is like a legend, even though he played like 30 seconds of an NBA season and he had the championship ring. He's a legend in China, and I know DJ Babenga because he was. Um, he, in 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 China, every team can have two foreign players, mm-hmm. and uh, a team from Qingdao. When Tracy McGrady came to play in China, mm-hmm. Qingdao spent all the money on T Mac, and okay. they could only have like a, the second foreigner couldn't be someone they could spend too much on. So the second foreigner was DJ Mabenga. Wow, and he was one of the worst second <laughs> foreigners uh, in the and, and this was the worst team in this in the Chinese Basketball Association. Hey, like, you, you know what the cool thing about DJ Mabenga is. He's got as many rings as LeBron James. He's got... <laughs> That's straight up like a Laker fan trolling anyways. Absolutely. Uh, cool. So you, you had fun in that game? Yeah, it was fantastic. Awesome. We're going to make it tougher by the week. Uh, so get get your hoops knowledge ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Alright guys, that, that brings us to the end of episode 11 of Hoop Darshan. Um, there, as, as always, you can reach us 
on a, on a variety of platforms. Um, you can just search for Hoop Darshan on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, what's the other one? Stitcher. And you can also follow Karan on Twitter. He's at Hoopistani and I'm at underscore Kaushik7. Um, hit us up, talk to us about hoops, talk to us about uh, anything under the sun, like poop emojis or... <laughs> <laughs> or or Yo-Yo Honey Singh. Or Yo-Yo Honey Singh or Butter Chicken or anything. Hey, we didn't talk about Butter Chicken this episode. Damn. We did not. Yeah. Uh, we should probably mention that uh, the Summer League is about to begin and Satnam Singh will be at it. Yes. And uh, and and I think if, if you guys saw the, the live stream of the Dallas Mavericks presentation, he didn't mention how much he misses his, his mom's chicken. So, Brilliant. there you go. I mean, there you go. Better chicken. There, there you go. Oh, also, uh, uh, oh, one more last thing. Kaushik, I must give you credit for this. Uh, Kaushik yeah. came up with the perfect name for the the potential derby when the two Punjabi guys in the NBA now. There's two guys now in the summer league, both yes. Punjabi, and they may, I mean, they they don't face each other in the roster, but maybe in the knockout tournament they may see each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sim Buller for the Kings and Satnam Singh for the Dallas Mavericks. Kaushik has come up with the name. We call it the Butter Chicken Derby from now on. Butter Chicken and, uh, Derby. <laughs> and hopefully by the time that we're, we're on this podcast, next we are closer to that derby or we've seen it happen. So we'll talk about it. Absolutely. It'll be so difficult to choose sides to support then, but I'm on, the, I'm on Butter Chicken team. I'm <laughs> on team Butter Chicken all day. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in as always. Um, please give us your feedback, your comments. If you like us, please spread word. Uh, we'd be really grateful for that. And until next time, uh, hashtag India Basketball.